And we're back with another installment of Paradisos, where if you change your thoughts, you can change the world. That is right. That is right. My name is Dennis. For those of you who don't know, who are joining in, brand new to the show. And today I have a very special guest, my dog, what my up? dog, Shake from Trading <laughs> Experts. And uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. This is a long excited, time coming. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, let's weekend, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk, man. I said we had fun this weekend. I mean, oh, we got to reconnect. We had a little meetup. Oh, yeah. Had a couple of cocktails, and you know this podcast came about. I'm pumped. Yeah. Pumped for making it happen. That's for sure. That's for sure. So I did have uh, the the honor of uh, speaking with your partner Ben. And uh, before we get into all that good stuff, trading experts, and what we're here for today, Shake, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who you are? What you like to do for fun? Um. So I mean, uh, I started trading experts uh, with Bennett. So three or four years ago at this point, I've been full-time trading for seven years now. Um, and it's, it's just completely engulfed my life. Uh, but besides that, uh, I'm a big sports guy. I love basketball, football, all that normal stuff. Uh, moving out to Colorado soon. Going to become a mountain man. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Dope. All right. So, I mean, let's jump right in. So you met your partner, Ben, at a trading firm, right? So what was the yes, hiring sir. process for uh, like? Uh, the hiring process. Good question. So it was like, um, so you went in there and you would have to sit at the desk and you'd be doing your interview in front of everyone else. It was so fucking awkward because you know, everyone at the desk was listening. They tried, they tried to make you super uncomfortable to see how you'd kind of react right, in those right, situations. Right. And then they asked you basic questions about the market. And it seemed like, you know, after, you know, in the beginning, when I first interviewed, I was like so nervous. I was, you know, shaking in my boots, all that. Uh, but then afterwards, it kind of seemed like they were very lenient on like who they would, who they would hire, who they would bring in. They pretty much bring in anybody they wanted to hang out with, or they they felt they could, you know, do the day to day with. And then once you actually got hired, that's when they would be really fucking strict and make you go nuts. And they were trying, to, so they would they would pretty much hire anybody. And then once you got hired, they would try to weed you out yeah, because. Yeah. To them, it was just all about finding out if you can make it or not. Try to get rid of the weakest. Exactly, exactly. So the first couple of months there are just fucking hell. You're you're putting these crazy hours in. You're not even thinking about making a dime. You know, it's not even it's not even in your mental framework because you're just trying to learn so much so quickly. Um, so it was, it, you know, that that those first few weeks are all about you know getting over the process and being the new guy and getting. They fucking they would, the older traders would come to the the shitty desks at the mm -hmm. end of the day and be like, oh, what the fuck did you trade today? What the fuck did yeah, you? Yeah. And it was like this super intimidating process. Um, so so in the beginning, the, after that hiring process, it was all about um, kind of weeding out you know the weak the weak individuals. So what were the first few months <clears throat> like? I mean, you kind of said that you know the the older guys are like, yo, what were you doing? What your ass was doing? But what were the first few months like? So the first few months, it was, it was a huge learning process, huge learning curve. It was so funny. I remember my first day on the desk. I, I did not know much about trading. I Googled, um, what's the difference between uh, day trading and swing trading? So fucking funny. Now that I do it, I mean, because 
how engrossed I am with it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that first month, you're just locked in textbooks and or not books, like little handbooks that they have for mm-hmm. you. And you're just trading on a simulator and you're just asking questions. You're on this really beginner desk with a lot of other beginner traders. So um, they're expecting you to ask the beginner question. But, you know, if you if you don't know what you just asked a week ago, right. you know, the next week, they're just they're, you're going to get hated. And once you're hated, the big dogs all fucking, you know, you don't get any love shown to right. you. And it was it was a lot of there are a lot of favorites shown. It, it was really funny to me how much it would be like you were liked as good as your P&L was. That's how much you were liked. If you were a good trader, they loved you. If you weren't anything special, get the fuck out. And that was that was literally it. That was it. Yeah, you you, you weren't known in around the office if you weren't a good trader. No, no, no. And and it was it was brutal if you weren't because the big dogs they would come and they would pick on you and uh, for example, there was a, I'll, I'll change his name. Uh, we'll say his name was Leon. This guy was Leon. Yeah. Sorry with an L. I'm going close. Um, <laughs> but so he, he was always very timid. He was a timid trader and he was just the most brilliant guy I've ever met. The smartest guy. But the problem is he had tr- problems cl- like physically clicking the button because he was just, I don't want to lose money and da, da, da. he'd get all in his head. And they just made this guy's life hell, hell from day one until the day he finally quit because they knew he wasn't going to be a trader, so they just wanted to make him quit as soon as possible so they could free up that desk. They wanted that, the next guy on that desk to figure out you know, if he was going to be the, you know, the one to make it because they already figured right. Leon, he was done. They, they saw that after a week. So they're like, all right, let's get this guy off the desk. Let's make his life hell until he says uncle. You know? <laughs> did, they, did they ever like fire people or did they just treat him so bad that they, made, that they had to quit? So they, they wouldn't often fire people because they made money. So... It wasn't in their best interest to fire you because they made money off their traders. Right. So like, so like I, for example, I trade on interactive brokers. They're my broker. So the thing with the prop firms is they were the broker for all the traders. So they get all these guys to trade. They want you to trade as much as possible. And then they're making money right. as I trade. They're like the ticket taker, right, if right, you will. Right. So they wanted as many guys on the desk trading as much as often. So a guy like uh, Leon, I almost said his name. Uh, <laughs> He was, he was of no use to them. This guy wasn't trading. He wasn't forwarding the business for them. He wasn't, he wasn't shit to them. So it's like, all right, let's just make this guy's living life hell. You know, so then they come to the desk at the end of the day, the older guys, and it's like, the fuck did you trade? And he would be like, well, you know, I was going to trade Tesla and then this and this and this. And then they would laugh and laugh and laugh and just make the guy feel like shit until, until he quit. All right. So <clears throat> good thing that you mentioned prop trading because, you know, that's what this whole episode is about. So what is prop, what does prop trading stand for and what does it mean? So prop trading stands for proprietary trading. It's like you're trading for your own business. I went in there and I had to fill my own capital account with seventy five hundred dollars. And with that seventy five hundred dollars, I got all the lessons yada, 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 and they gave me five hundred thousand dollars worth of buying power. So it's like I have seventy five hundred bucks. I, you know, if I'm trading the market, I could buy $7,500 worth of stock. Now with them, I had $500,000 worth of buying power to buy stock. And it sounds great. It sounds like, oh man, easy money. All I need is more money to make more money. But what it really does for most traders is it just hastens up the failure rate. It just makes them fail quicker because they have more money and they're going to take bigger risks. And in the beginning, you're just learning, you know? So you're going to just quickly, quickly just empty that account or either have to refill it or just be done and get the next seat going. And it was just a numbers game to them. 
And so, so as a prop trader or for someone who's basically trading for someone else, like you said, you're making money for another company, another uh, trading firm. How does one as a trader make an income off of that? Right, right. So the math is completely just not on your side at all. Because I, when I was, so when I was in the business, that was um, before the emergence of Robinhood yeah. and all these things with cheap fees. So the entrance into the market was a lot more difficult. You are, you didn't have any, you didn't have the option of getting margin or all these things like that. So they had, a, they had a lot more leverage at that time. So I had to, not only were they making money off my fees, I had to give them 30% of my profits. So let's, let's say I make a hundred grand in a year. I have to give them 30 grand and then I have to pay taxes on that. I have to give 25% of the taxes up of that 70 grand that I took home. So then what is that? It's a what is that? 14 grand or whatever right there or even more than that. So the numbers are just not on your side uh, at those firms because it's just, you have to make, you have to be such an efficient trader. You have to make 250 grand on $7,500 a year to really make it. It's like these crazy numbers against you, but that's not what they care about. They don't care if you're making money or not making money. They just care if you're trading, trading, trading because the bulk of their money is coming from trader fees. Like the being the ticket right, taker. Right, right. Jeez, that is crazy. So what is the uh, prop trading business model and how has it changed? So like I was just saying, the business model is all about getting guys to trade and trade where they, so now the deals for traders are much better. I think traders at prop firms only have to give up 10% of their profits because of the emergence of the Robin hoods right, and right. the Weebles and the things that make it cheap to trade now. And that's a factor of technology. Um, so that's really hurting those, those businesses these days. So that's why the prop trading firm is slowly dying. It's slowly dying and it's have to, and, and it's just going to, you know, circle it's right now. It's just circling the drain and it's only getting closer because people, people on it's bullshit. You know, yeah. people are, are hip to the bullshit at this point. And yet somehow, you guys get thousands of messages of people asking about prop trading every, <laughs> every day. Well, you know, it's, it's appealing. It's the, the dream. Everyone wants to go to wall street, become yeah. a trader, make a million bucks. You know, it sounds good on paper. It's just, you know, the failure rate is so fucking high. It's, it's insane. So what is the incentive in hiring traders and numbers? So for them, the, the incentive is like I was talking about with the guy, Leon, right? Just hire a million of those Leons, even if they don't do anything, just put them at a desk, give them an internet connection, and they'll still somehow make you money. But then there's guys like me. So I, when I started off, I, I like was completely enamored by the business. I did not dislike the business at all. I was like, oh my God, people are giving me this opportunity. I was so grateful. So I was the guy, I completely bought in. I was the guy who was trading 20, 30,000 shares a day. I was taking 30 trades a day. I, and it was just like, I was going through this crazy mental anguish so regularly because when you're trading that often and that much, you know, the probability just isn't in your favor. Right. You know, the failure rate of is again, much like you talk about failure rate, right? It's so much higher, but that I was by, I was feeding into their business. I was just, they loved, they loved me so much there because I would just trade and trade and trade. I, and in the beginning, I wasn't so worried about making money. I was so worried about learning. And so I would be like, all right, I didn't, I didn't, I made 30 bucks today trading, traded 30,000 shares. And then off me, they were going to make like 200 bucks off that per day. And you have, you know, a thousand of these guys in a room. And so that, so they just need more and more traders to just, you know, keep filling their own, their own businesses, bottom line. Jeez. So, uh, just to, uh, uh, go back a little, uh, you said how, if you weren't that good, they sort of, 
pointing you out right away and try to get rid of you as soon as possible. So how how did you or uh, uh, not to speak for Ben, but how did you guys overcome that sort of like pressure that was always instilling you guys that you guys you guys better like keep up or you're out of here. So how did you overcome something like that? I mean, we had we had these crazy work schedules and I'm telling you, we weren't we weren't making shit at this time. And we would get in there at 6 a.m. and we were there till 7, 7.30 at night. And we just we just all bought into the system that we had to be doing this or else we're gonna get fired or they're gonna or we're gonna become like the Leons of the world. You know, we they had us so scared straight that you know I was I was going I was making myself crazy. And I mean, you have to be the type of person that's willing to do this shit too. I was very willing to do it. I loved it. I love the, you know, uh, I'm not going to make it type thing. There aren't a lot of guys making it type thing. So that kind of fed me. That kind of, you know, that was my main motivation, that chip on my shoulder, that, all right, fuck these guys. I'm going to make it. Um, that's what really led me. And that, But, you know, besides me and Ben, every other person I've ever come across from that industry, uh, there's, only, there's like two or three guys I know that are still trading either for a hedge fund or whatever it is. Everyone else is an accountant, you know, some other bullshit because they just couldn't make it trading. And because it's just the failure rate again, yeah. all I, all I talk about the failure rate at those places is crazy. So when, when was it the, like, like the last straw for you? When did you like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm going on my own. Ben, we out of here. Like, what was the last straw? It was when I finally had, I mean, I felt I got my account up to a certain point. I had always had this number in my mind that, you know, if I can get this point, I could probably go off on my own. Um, and that was really it. It was just it was getting my numbers up, getting my ducks in a row, so that I wouldn't have to, you know, be so worried about life. And that was really it, because and that and at that time I was still giving them thirty percent of my profits, which is like a fucking dagger, a dagger. So we traders pay so much in taxes and all these other things and I, exchange fees and commissions and all that. So to have thirty percent of my profits being taken, that was like, how can I get out of here fast enough? So once I hit that number, it was kind of like, all right. Now I kind of go, you know, now it's time, time to go. So have, uh, talking about trading experts and the, you know, thousands of members that you guys have, have any trading, uh, members, uh, trading expert members, um, uh, tried to, you know, go pop, tra uh, prop trading. Uh, yeah, it's so funny. And you know, me and Ben, all we do is tell the whole horror stories and what does that make people do? They're like, Oh, I want to try that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I mean, we, you know, we steer people away from it. Um, but you know, people, it's like the, you know, kids with the electrical outlet, you got to learn on your own. And I had to learn on my own, you know, zap, but, um, we've had, what is it? We've had four guys, I think. Um, and, and three of them, three of them, uh, were not successful, but they found jobs within finance industry. So like, you know, they're taking it as a positive. And then there was only one, my man, Phil, who moved on to a hedge fund. Um, and he, he, he really, he had a similar to, sorry, he had a similar situation to us where it's like. You know, I don't, I don't look back on those years as if they were like the most amazing years, but you know, it, it helped me learn so much and all that. So, and then he, where he found strength and he made the necessary connections right. to get, you know, to into the industry. Right. To so, work for hedge fund, yeah. So, um, what were some of the craziest things you saw on the desk? Oh man, it was, I mean, this is also a different time. The, the work environment has changed, you know, right. a lot in the last four or five years, right. you know? Um, so that it was it's all, it's all about party. emotions now and feelings and you right. can't talk to people a certain way. Yo, right, right, right. And now people are going to you know, call the, call the news on you or whatever. Yeah. But back then it was, it was the fucking wild west. It was like, and again, like it was the traders coming up to us at the end of the day. What the fuck did you trade today? I've seen a few fights on the desk. Um, just 
it's just people trying to embarrass other people like regularly. It was this constant, like it was like a lion's den where everyone was just, you know, on each other's ass all the time. Did you ever get into a fight on the trading floor? Ha. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. It got broken up. It's funny. I'll tell you about it. Uh, my man, my man, Frankie Butters, who I'm still friends with to this day. We still talk a lot, um, a few times a month. Um, uh, the, he he always came up with these strange trading theories about like about whether it be inside days or whatever. So he was trying to connect. Like he was like, oh, this inside day from two weeks ago is going to affect this day or whatever. So he pretty much he was short the market, and a bunch of us on the desk were long. So he wanted the market to go down. We wanted to go up. So 9:45 around, he starts stomping his feet because it's quiet. No one, we're not making money or anything. Right. Market's going down a bit. He's like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't hear anyone talking. Everybody, you know, it's awfully quiet in here. So yeah, just looking for trouble. We're we're fuming at this point, fuming. So uh, that you know, the market turns around midday and towards the end of the day, uh, market would just completely rage. We were right, he was wrong, type thing. And oh man, and it was such a bad move by me. But at the time, at the time, it seemed like the right thing to do. I remember going up to him. I was like, this is why they fucking say uh, amateurs rule the open and pros the close. It's like amateurs, you know, always yeah, talking yeah, shit yeah. up the open and the pros talking shit at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. That he stood up, you know, we were like face to face and about to square off. Fucking retarded, retarded stuff. But, um, no, nah, I mean, he's still one of my friends to this day, but that was just like the mentality and the aggressive nature that everyone had to have on the desk. It's, it's funny now. I mean, we're, we're the big dogs of those trading firms was, was, did they encourage that like sort of anger, sort of toughness on there? My mentor, my, my mentor was clapping. He's going, I fucking love it. Get him, get him. Be like, his oh, ass. Yeah, right. He's like, I love the mentality of this desk. Um, I know, I'll give you another one real quick. Another funny one. Speaking of the big dogs. So there's this dude, this uh, Brazilian dude. His name is Paulo. Um, so the way it works is you get hired and then you have to study for your test for a couple months on the side of the room. And then you go, you do practice trading for a month. And then after that, you go live. You're on the desk. You're right. sitting on the desk. It's this dude's first day trading. First day trading live. He's from Brazil. Doesn't have, doesn't speak great English. So the we were trading whatever stock it was. I think it was S Fund. It was a Chinese stock back in the day. And he's sitting there. He said, I, I'm sitting to sell some at 2074. So then Paolo goes, oh, cool. All right. I'm at 72s which you never do. You never sell in front of a big dog or a boss. Right. That means, so if he's trying to sell at 72s, his order is going to get completed before the one at 74s. So, you know, 2174. Right, right, right. So he chiseled the big dog, it's called, it's called chiseling. That was a no-no. The big dog got up. He got in his face, stand up, and he screamed, he said, you fucking chiseling piece of shit. You know, it, this dude's first day at work. Never saw Paolo again. Never came back to work. He was done. He went back to Brazil. That was it. And and that was just like ah, oh, that was Tuesday. Uh, I, li- <laughs> I, like I liked Paolo. Yeah, I liked Paolo. You know, guess yep. Never see you again. Jeez, that is, I mean, uh, all right. So uh, let's go on to some some more stories. Um, you mentioned the guy named Mister X. Can you tell us about him? Oh God, this guy was an absolute legend. Um, so he was one of the first you know real big dogs that came across us, and it's funny because. He started out like we started out. He started trading around the same uh, time I did, but he had such he had so much money to fill his account that again, you know, if you're if you have money, they're gonna like you a lot more. Right. So his parents uh, filled his account with like a million dollars or something like that. 
some some fucking disgusting. Um, <laughs> you know that so little he, that little baby loan that Trump said his yeah, dad yeah, gave him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just slide you a million yeah. real quick. So, so he. Uh, so I'll never forget the Twitter IPO. I I, I made thirty two dollars. I traded thirty thousand shares. I was like trading my ass off, my small ass, seventy five hundred bucks. He went up a hundred k. He didn't sell a dime. And ended up losing twenty k on the day. And he said, he, and and he was like, all right, Jack, like. You know, I really wanted to be your first trader to make a million dollars in a day. And yeah, this guy was an absolute legend. Uh, from there though, he, he exploded and he, he has his own hedge fund right now. Um, but he was just an absolute legend, big, big swinging dick of the office. He became like the big boss dog. And then he eventually left to start his own hedge fund. Wow. Wow. All right. So in your stories, you also mentioned a guy named Jack who liked to walk around oh. with a baseball bat. So Jack, yo, sorry. So. <laughs> Jack was the guy I was talking about with uh, Paolo. Okay. He so he all right. This dude was the most intimidating dude. I, do I have anything? So he would walk around. We would have these morning meetings, and he had like a mini baseball bat, and he'd just be. And so all right, we would have these morning meetings, and they would be in another room. So there are all these desks in one room. There are five desks in one room, and those are all the beginner desks. So, and I was on desk one of five at the time, and you just try to work your way up. Desk two, desk three, and it's all trading performance. And it's all your ideas and all that shit. So in the beginning of the day, we would go to the other room. And that was like the sixth desk. That was like the fucking big dog desk. And we would all, so all the traders would be in their computers. And then us mooks, they called us little mooks. Yeah, yeah. We'd have to stand around the room. And Jack would be swinging his fucking bat. The fuck are you looking at today? What are you looking at? And just pointing at people, picking people up. And if you weren't prepared, oh my God, you either... You either had to do 50 push-ups on the floor or you just got told to go home. They would just go the fuck home. What are you doing here today? Get get the fuck out of here. And that was just like a, should have been prepared. They kind of instilled this fear in you so that, you know, it, it was like a drill sergeant mentality. Like, I'm never going to fuck up if I know the consequences are so bad. Jeez. All right. So uh, what about uh, the, the Yusef story? Oh, Yusef. Uh, he's a man. He's our boy. He's, uh, he's a trade answer. Remember, he... He, uh, he went to a prop firm and he was there for three or four months. Um, he did his thing, but he didn't come out the other side. Uh, but he ended up getting a job in the industry, just meeting people and stuff. So he's, he's doing some back office work for uh, Jeffries. Um, but he, he's killing it. He's working his way up. All right. So do you have, because uh, 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 you mentioned in your, your programs, any trading secrets? Trading secrets like you guys mentioned in your programs. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a few. Uh, fuck, I, don't, I wasn't prepared for this one. And I, I, don't got any, I don't got any questions. All right, that's that. fine. That's fine. So do you regret the experience? Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, I want to say no flat out, but partially because I'm so fucking mentally fucked from it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all because it made me into the trader I am today. And there was a while where I thought I thought you had to be that asshole type guy. Um, so, you know, I was reading a lot of psychology books and things like that to, to not have that mentality, the same, the way the big dogs had over there. But other than that, I mean, it was such a great experience. It instilled a great work ethic in me because what's better work ethic than fear. You know, I was so scared about, you know, being picked off, being called out, all these things. So it was, you know, it was really hard and I don't look at, look back on the years as really happy times, mm -hmm. but there were necessary times in order to become the person I am today. So I, you know, there'd be no trading experts. If I didn't meet Ben on that desk six years ago. So, yeah, you know, just to wrap up a little. So what were your main sort of uh, uh, 
what can you take your key like how can i how can i put it like your key things key events that sort of happen on the mook desk like you guys like to say that you take away from that and you use not only in your trading career but sort of in like everyday life that you can pass on to others uh so it was i mean it, it gave us so much preparation and consistency we would have to be on the desk as i mentioned before like 6 a.m 6 30 a.m and the market doesn't open till 9 30. we had no reason to be in there that early right. other than we were the newbies we knew the least so we had to be in before everyone else by the time you know when you make it up to those fifth and sixth desks and you're like kind of a boss at this point you know you can come in at 9 9 15 stroll in you're doing your own research i think so but they instilled these lessons in us where it was you know, you got to be in here super early. You got to put in this crazy amount of work and expect to make no money. So it was just kind of the, the overall work ethic, I guess. Building that discipline within you guys. Right, right, right. All right. So, Absolutely. I mean, I mean, talking about prop trading, I mean, any last thoughts, Jake, before we, we sign off uh, that you'd like to tell everybody? Uh, I, I would say if you're thinking about going the prop trading route, I mean, there's, there's way better options. They're not really going to think about your long term. They're not going to think about... Um, they, they just have no, you know, long-term and they don't focus on the trading psychology aspect at all or anything like that. So I don't really recommend it to, to anyone. I, I mean, I look, cause the, the failure rate is like 90, 99%. They, they say online 90%, but there's no way it's gotta be 99% because I don't, I don't know anyone doing it anymore besides, right. you know, me and a couple other people. Um, so I'd say there's better ways like hitting up trading experts. There you go. Um, <laughs> All right. And I mean, Shake, thank you so much for, for signing on today and speaking to the people about prop trading. Because like Ben said, uh, you guys get thousands of messages about prop trading and what it is about. But people should stay away. Listen clearly. Stay away from <laughs> prop trading. Uh, Shake, thanks again so much, man. You are my uh, dog, Dennis, man. I appreciate you, baby. Yeah, man. Always uh, check out Trading Experts, TradingExperts.com. Trading experts on Instagram, and don't forget to check out Paradisos, Paradisos.world, and Paradisos podcast on Instagram. And Shake, this is definitely not the, our last talk. We're gonna definitely no have a lot more uh, to come. The people need to know more and more and more. Uh, check out Trading Experts app on the App Store. Check out their three free programs that they have available. I mean, there's no excuse not to check out trading experts they have free stuff guys and it's crazy that i mentioned that because ben always uh ben last time uh, uh on the episode he was always uh he said that people are always saying man you guys don't offer free stuff free stuff and then when you offer the free stuff people don't even read it right right <laughs> <laughs> all right so guys thank you again for tuning in we know it was a little short but i mean it was straight to the point and you know hell maybe we'll do more 20 15 minute uh uh podcast episodes and yeah until next time, guys, thank you so much. God bless you all and goodbye.